Hey, this is Matthew Lilly. Welcome to the Presence Pioneers podcast. Before Jesus returns to the earth again, God is going to raise up 24-7 prayer ministries all over the earth. There are going to be groups of Christians who pray day and night. There's going to be a massive crescendo of prayer and intercession before the return of Jesus. It's going to lead to a great revival, a massive harvest of souls coming in to the kingdom of God. This is what the Bible promises and prophesies, and that's what we're going to look at today from Isaiah chapter 62. I'm so excited to teach on this today. Look, before we dive into today's teaching, welcome to those who are new to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Our podcast exists to help you and your community to encounter and to host the presence of God through day and night worship and prayer, because we believe God's presence changes everything. So we want to help you. We release these episodes every Thursday. They're either going to be a short Bible teaching like today or an extended interview with a leader in the worship and prayer movement or a Bible teacher on topics like prophetic worship, intercessory prayer, missions, evangelism, the Tabernacle of David, these kinds of topics that we love so much. So please hit subscribe wherever you're tuning in so you can track with us and get these episodes every week. You can also visit our website at presencepioneers.org. We have our entire archive of episodes up there. You can search by keyword. You can browse around. You can get all the show notes. You can learn more about our ministry, Presence Pioneers, and make a donation there to support our work and to just say thank you for the podcast and help us continue in this as well. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you have your Bible available, you can look at Isaiah chapter 62. I'm going to take a few minutes and talk about watchmen on the wall. This phrase that you find in Isaiah 62 verse 6, this idea that God is going to set watchmen on the walls. Let me read starting at verse 5. For as a young man marries a virgin, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. Verse 6, I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord do not keep silent and give him no rest till he establishes, until he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Now, last month's uh, first Thursday teaching, I talked about Luke 18 and the parable of the persistent widow and being persistent in prayer. And you may already note some comparisons between Luke 18, the first eight verses in Luke 18, especially verse 7, and some of these terms that are used in Isaiah 62, 6 through 7. And I'm convinced that when Jesus was teaching about the parable in Luke 18, he's thinking about this prophetic promise from Isaiah in these verses that we just read, where he's promising that God is going to raise up watchmen who cry out day and night. And so let's talk about this. Who are the watchmen? What are watchmen that are set on the walls? We're going to come back to verse five, but let's look at verse six. I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day or night. All throughout the Bible, this idea of watchmen is used and it's connected to the idea of prayer. 
Now, back in the day, you would have massive cities with city walls that you could walk around. And literally on the walls of the city, you would have watchmen posted. They were the guards of the city. And so you had people that were spying out to make sure that there weren't invaders coming in to invade the city and to attack the city. You needed to know if there was somebody coming with a message so that you could open the drawbridge and let people in or out. And so there was this picture that they had in their day of the watchman who would stand on the walls. And even through the night while people were sleeping, they had to have the watchman posted on the walls as guards for their city. So Isaiah is using this imagery of those who would stand on the walls of a city, and he's comparing it to intercessors. He's comparing it to those people who pray. And he's saying those who pray day and night are like watchmen on the walls of a city. So this prophetic promise where God says, I have set watchmen on your walls, he's saying, I have raised up intercessors, prophetic intercessors, day and night. So you see this comparison continue into the New Testament where you see this connection between the idea of watching and the idea of praying. So when Jesus was in the garden, right before he was crucified on the cross, remember he went to the garden with his guys and he asked them to pray. And he says in Mark 14, Verse 38, watch and pray, watch and pray. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for the saints, being watchful to the end. So there's this idea in the New Testament that watching, being on alert and prayer are the same idea. Jesus said it, Paul said it. Peter said it in 1 Peter 4, 7. He says, but the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. This is for every believer. The end of all things is at hand. Jesus is going to return. The end is going to come. Therefore, pray. Peter's saying, use the motivation of the return of Jesus to put us on spiritual alert. Uh, that there needs to be a heightened sense of anticipation and a sober-mindedness and an awareness that we don't need to get too caught up and distracted in the things of this world and the things of this culture, but we need to be watching. We need to be tuned in to the things of the Spirit. The idea of watching not only means praying, but it means praying by the Spirit, praying prophetically. It means that we're discerning of what's going on. We're discerning spiritually of what's happening in our world. We're discerning as we look at the Word of God and we see current events. We're discerning what's going on in our own hearts. So there's this idea of not just praying, sort of going through the motions of prayer, but praying while tuned to the Holy Spirit, being discerning, watchful, listening, and watching to see what God's trying to say, what He's trying to do, so that our prayers and our lives are aligned in agreement with what he's wanting to do so that our intercession is in agreement and alignment with his will. So that's what he's saying. He's saying, I'm going to raise up watchmen. And they're these prophetic intercessors who are tuned to the heart of God. And they're in alignment with my will. And they're looking towards the return of Jesus, the culmination of all things. And that's causing them to be watchful and sober and serious in their prayers. And it says that God's going to raise up these prophetic intercessors that are going to cry out day and night. This means 24-7, clearly. This was the same phrasing that Jesus used in Luke 18. Will God not bring justice to his elect who cry out day and night? This same language is used here in Isaiah 62. It says they never hold their peace. It says they do not keep silent. 
It says, give God no rest. This is the language that it's used to describe how we are to be praying as the church, uh, how we as the body of Christ are to be crying out day and night. Here's what Mike Bickle says. He says, Isaiah gave a most significant prophecy for the end time church. The message is clear. In one generation, Jesus will sovereignly initiate new prayer ministries that will be sustained 24-7 until he makes Jerusalem a praise at the end of the earth at the time of the return of Jesus. So that's what's happening, and that's what's going to continue, and that's what we're going to see increase dramatically right before the return of Jesus is literal groups of people who are praying day and night together. And we're seeing some expression of that, whether it's the fullness of what Isaiah was seeing in his vision here in Isaiah 62, I don't know. But what I do know is all over the world right now, you may or may not realize this, there is an unprecedented prayer movement in the 21st century. And God is raising up communities that are crying out to him. Sometimes it's 10 hours a week or 20 hours a week. Sometimes it's literally 24-7. Sometimes it's prayer chains that they're not all in one place, but they're tag teaming every hour to cover the the calendar in 24-7 prayer. We've interviewed a lot of people that are doing these kinds of ministries in episodes on this podcast. This prayer movement that's happening right now is in the Bible. It's right there in Isaiah chapter 62. And it says that these ministries are going to be raised up right before the return of Jesus. That's what it means when it says, till he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. That might be a weird kind of phrase for a lot of us. But what he's saying is when Jesus returns to the earth and sits on his throne in Jerusalem and the, and the nations worship him, which is what's going to happen at the end of time, the end of this age, he's saying before that happens, leading up to that time is when these watchmen on the wall are going to begin to appear into the earth. This is, again, just like uh, what Jesus said in Luke chapter 18 when he says, that when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on the earth? Hey guys, this is Matthew. We'll get back to the episode in just a moment. If you're enjoying the podcast, please consider joining Presence Pioneers Premium, our brand new subscriber community. Paid subscribers will get exclusive premium content, such as bonus podcast episodes, exclusive articles, early releases, and more. Presence Pioneers will be releasing its first e-course in 2024 with many more to come. And the Presence Pioneers premium subscribers will always have full access to the entire library of online courses. Visit media.presencepioneers.org or click the link in the description to join today. You can become a premium member today for an introductory price of only $5 a month. When the price goes up in the future, as our library of resources grows, you can stay subscribed at the original price. If you've enjoyed our podcast for a while, becoming a premium member is a simple way for you to help us cover the cost of producing this podcast and partner with Presence Pioneers in equipping the church with resources for day and night prayer, prophetic worship, missions, and revival. Visit media.presencepioneers.org to sign up today. So he said he's saying day and night prayer, the return of Jesus, those two things are going to coincide. You're going to see a drastic 
move of prayer all over the earth, these 24-7 prayer communities, these watchmen on the wall communities leading up to the return of Jesus. Now, how do these watchmen get set on the wall? God says, I have set. I have set watchmen on the wall. God is the one who is sovereignly raising up these ministries, who's sovereignly raising up intercessors. He's calling people to the ministry of prayer like never before. For some people, that just means an increase in their prayer life. For some people, that means be a part of a house of prayer community. For some people, that means literally be a full-time vocational prayer missionary. And we've talked about that on some previous episodes on this podcast as well. For some watchmen, they are called to literally give their lives and their vocation uh, and their job to being a part of these 24-7 prayer communities, these day and night worship and prayer communities, these prophetic communities that God is going to raise up before the return of Jesus. And by the way, you can't be a watchman on the wall by yourself because we have to sleep. So if God's going to set watchmen on the wall, it means he's going to set us in communities. He's going to set us with other worshipers and other intercessors so that we can do this together day and night because none of us can literally pray 24-7 on our own. So God is setting watchmen on the wall, which means he's calling us to prayer. It also means he's putting us in relationships with one another so that we can together collectively cry out to him in intercession day and night. He doesn't want us to do it alone. You can't be a watchman on the wall day and night by yourself. (laughs) You have to do it in the context of community. So he's inviting us into the place of greater expression of prayer, but he's also inviting us into real relationship with one another, these priestly communities of worship and prayer. Now, how does God do this setting? How does he draw us into this? I believe you can see some keys in verse five, because before God says that he sets watchmen on the wall, here's what he says. He says, as a young man marries a virgin, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. Right before the ministry of day and night prayer and intercession is introduced, this idea of the bridegroom is introduced, this idea that God is like a bridegroom God and that we are like his people are his bride. And he's saying, I'm going to rejoice over you. I'm going to draw you to me in love. You're not going to get set on the wall in some kind of routine job and duty that you have to do. I'm going to woo you in love and I'm going to, through intimacy, birth intercession in you. So there's this connection in the scripture between intimacy with God and the role of intercession. God doesn't want us to just throw out our prayer requests to him. He wants us to come close to his heart to learn what he wants to do, to discover his plans, his purposes, his desires. And that happens as we spend time with him, as we worship him, as we read and study and meditate on his word. Something happens. It's like a a place of conception. That happens naturally, right? In the place of intimacy between a husband and wife, there's a conception that happens. And then a baby is born. In the same way, and interestingly, by the way, while I'm recording this, I've got someone texting me pictures of their baby that's being born (laughs) right now while I'm recording this episode. So interesting, because this same thing happens in the spirit realm when we experience closeness with Jesus, with God, when we experience his presence and and we discover what's in his heart, what he wants to do, it, it it comes into our hearts like a seed and that seed grows and grows and we begin to yearn and long and desire for that thing to be birthed, the the dream of God to be birthed 
into the earth. And, and there's even a place of prayer where we travail in prayer, like a woman travails in childbirth, where we birth things through our prayers, where the Spirit of God is inside of us groaning and longing for the purposes of God to be birthed in the earth. That's an intimate place. It's a, it's, it's not just spiritual fervor, but it's a, it's a sweet, intimate place of God's love where the, the bridegroom and the bride are in perfect union, where we come into agreement with Jesus and his heart. These are the watchmen God's setting on the wall every day. It's intercessors who are partnered with Jesus in love with him. It's, it's, we get to be close to him and we, love to to be in that place of crying out day and night. There's a sweet place of intercession. Sometimes intercession gets this idea that it's just kind of these fired up Pentecostal kind of people that are yelling at God and trying to get him to do things. But the the true biblical place of intercession is a place that's birthed in intimacy. It's based in intimacy with God of where we fall in love with God and we fall in love with his purposes and we want what he wants and we hate what he hates and that unity with him, that agreement with him uh, begins to uh, cause intercessory prayer to rise up out of us. And it's not forced, but it just flows out of the intimacy we have with God and, and the place of his word and the place of his presence and the place of worship gives birth to these um, cries of intercession day and night. And God, that, those are the kinds of communities God is raising up. They're rooted in bridal love, this bridal paradigm this understanding that Jesus is our bridegroom, that he pursues us, he rejoices over us, he delights in us, he longs to have us be with him, to, which is a place that's full of joy, full of delight, full of freedom. He's saying, I want you to be with me where I am. And as you're with me, I want to partner with you and you partner with me in releasing my purposes onto the earth through intercession. And God's doing this in individual hearts and then he's doing it in communities. He's raising up these communities that are going to cry out day and night, and they're going to release intercession that flows from intimacy with him. And it's going to actually birth God's purposes onto the earth. And it's going to ultimately lead to the very return of Jesus and the end of the age and the culmination of all things. Amazing. This passage in Isaiah is a stunning passage of what God is going to do on the earth. And the cool thing is, we can find ourselves in it. We can be a part of this. We can say, God set me on the wall. And it starts in the place of intimacy with him. It starts in the place of worship and prayer and love and delight of being in his word, of being in his presence. And out of that, he begins to birth these prayers and these cries of intercession. And then it starts with setting ourselves in communities. And so I want to urge you, if you're not a part of a praying community, to join one, be a part of one, go to a prayer meeting, Maybe you need to start something and launch something and begin to gather with your friends. Maybe you need to start a house of prayer. Maybe you need to start gathering people for times of worship and intercession right where you are if you can't find a group to join with. Maybe some of you, God's calling to do this full time in an extravagant way where you're going to be spending hours every day in the place of prayer and worship and intercession. God's setting watchmen on the wall, and I believe maybe you are called to be one of those watchmen on the wall where you can actually look in Isaiah 62 verses six through seven and find yourself in the prophecy of scripture and find yourself in the Bible, in what God's doing in the earth right now. It's amazing. Okay, let me pray for you. God, thank you for your word. God, thank you that you're inviting us to that sweet place of intimacy. 
Thank you that you're inviting us by the blood of Jesus to come into relationship with you, to know your heart, into that place of partnership, God, where we can really be close to you, where we can know what you know and love what you love and feel what you feel, God, and that we can be a part of bringing your purposes to the earth, the things that are dear to your heart, that you let us know about those things. And then you allow us to be a part of releasing those things in the earth through our prayers and through our lives that are lived out in agreement with you. I pray, Lord, that you would set watchmen on the wall who would not cease to cry out day and night to you. And those listening, I pray you draw them into the place of prayer in a greater way, that you would set them in communities that would cry out day and night. And Jesus, we love you and we long for your return. In your name we pray, amen. All right. Well, thank you again for tuning in today. Please share this uh, with your friends, share it on social media. If you're on YouTube, give us that thumbs up, leave us a comment. If you're on Apple, please leave us a rating or review. All those things are really helpful and allow us to get this message out to more people. We'll see you next time. Don't forget God's presence changes everything. Mm -hmm.